0: part two chapter twenty four of if all these young men by romer wilson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatria in bangor maine part two london chapter twenty four fi de when the opera was ended volumes of people poured down the staircases and through the vestibules and upon this tide james blanchard was carried down to the street as the crowd discharged itself through the roman façade of the theatre the motion of flowing ceased and blanchard found himself standing in the stationary city the night sky was clear and bright over the abyss of the street he thought he was alone and that life was as simple and as massive as the great buildings under the serene star-spangled sky but when amaryllis came up to him it resolved itself for an instant into its myriad component parts and he said what he would have given a great deal to have avoided saying i cannot see you home i want to speak to mary without another word he found mary and leaving the others they went round to the right up drury lane and out into the international modern splendour of kingsway i think said mary in her clear soft voice that if i were really rich i should buy everything wholesale in covent garden Blanchard did not reply, but he could tell by her tones that she was in exalted mood. As they crossed the open space of King's Way, Blanchard felt his spirit ebb from him, and he wished to take hold of Mary's arm, but he soon recovered himself and began to be more and more heavy, and to bow his spirit under the burden of his emotion. He went up the wooden stairs of Mary's flat after her, soddenly and languidly, and passed under her door like an old barge passing under a canal bridge he had now completely surrendered himself to mournfulness and as mary looked at his sad face her whole heart became filled with simple compassion and with that calm which is part of the vast calm of nature blanchard sat down in an armchair and began to smoke and after a little while told her not for the first time all that was in his heart and every minute detail of his relationship with susan as he saw it his face was full of pain shame drew his brows down and tears stood close behind his eyes as he talked he suffered again every sensation of the interview and there grew up before him out of what he said something which had not been there before He felt as if he were creating a huge figure of shadows, and as he spoke it materialized into a gigantic form of a man such as Saul saw at Endor. His inner mind recognized himself shadowed up between him and Mary on the air, and as he talked he became uneasy, as if his ghost were speaking through him. He stated crude facts between his deep and better words about himself, as if to fight down with pure reason the passionate domination of his heart and all the time in his mind he kept up a running comment on his words repeating alternately i am not telling the truth i don't really feel what i am saying and with what skill i am killing myself i am really astonishingly skilful at last his words came to an end and he said stolidly i am cutting my own head off i think it must be dreadful don't you said mary looking calmly into his face to want not to be impressionable and fantastic blanchard's heart leaped and then a dark shadow came over his eyes and he said in his most beautiful voice that is it mary i am impressionable and fantastic i am not made of real stuff i am shallow i am too old i have no heart mary leant forward in her chair her soft right hand held loosely in her left her arms in her lap she wore a light silk dress embroidered all over with flowers and bunches she sat quite still and stared not at blanchard but at the bars of the grate which she counted three times and blanchard sat as still as if he were dead and watched her face presently she began to speak again in her cool and lovely precise voice and said slowly i think one is inclined to be rather foolish after hearing boris russian music makes one want to leap up like a russian dancer i think it has a very bad effect upon people it turns them a little mad and makes them wish to join in a revolution i have an idea james that you ought to go away to a desert island and watch the sea breaking on the shore life is so dreadfully close to one in town one cannot see what is going on around one i want to get away by myself and see things one thinks too much and sees too much and talks too much i want to go away by myself into the country and become mud blanchard got up and came and sat in a chair beside her and put his hand in between her hands which reminded him of doves he wished to be under her calm shadow and found it absolutely necessary to be in physical touch with her he did not hear what she said but he heard her voice and his mind was comforted she went on speaking i think darling don't you we get too excited about ourselves i wonder if men and women were happier when they used to pray to god I think it took up a great deal of the time they might have spent in thinking about themselves. I don't mean making confessions to God, because that is just another way of thinking about oneself. I mean saying prayers, such as our Father which art in heaven. I don't think myself I could pray to God. If I prayed, I should pray to nature, or to the sun, or to the moon. I think like Socrates I believe in the Godhead of the sun and moon, and that these are gods in a higher sense than that in which our accusers believe in them i think we have good souls and that we are full of accusers if we go into the sunshine or into the moonlight we become souls and our accusers leave us and then we feel the godhead of beauty and the gods of truth and happiness but when we get out of the sun back into the smoke our accusers come back and kill us and we lose our gods i do not know but i think the war is a dreadful place of condemnation for those of us who stay at home and yet it is so beautiful that we ought hardly to speak of it blanchard listened no more to what she said than men listened to the sermons and stones but her words passed over him like a gentle breeze and for a minute he felt refreshed suddenly he said harshly i dislike being loved by women and felt as if he had burst open one of his gates of bronze i think she replied everybody dislikes being loved unless they love at the same time or first or unless in general they want love very much i think it seems to make them ashamed i suppose so said blanchard and dizzy with the sudden outrushing of all his forces he flung himself on his knees at her feet and seizing the sides of her chair with his hands bowed his head and wept mary put up one hand behind him unconsciously closing the door of her mind on passion and then she let her hand fall on his shoulder he sighed and drew closer into the darkness of her arms like all women of whom men ask that overshadowing comfort which is a part not of human life but of the universal order, and from whom they receive it, she became perfect in tranquillity. She forgot entirely herself and thought only of refreshing him, and he found in her that peace which is beyond human comprehension, and rested for a little while among the quietness of the eternal progress, as if he were dead. After a few minutes he awoke and began to think scenes of everyday life came back to him and putting aside exaltations revelations and passions he thought himself a bit of a fool and became a common man again he stood up blew his nose and felt discontented with life in the usual way and catching a glimpse of the sane clear pleasures of everyday existence drew out his watch and said it is long after midnight mary i shall have to walk home mary's compassion was not spent nor exhausted and she felt like a cheated lover nevertheless she got up and said well james we won't go to boris again it is not good for us their long past friendship came back to him for a moment and he replied sentimentally quite it is not good for either of us to get upset like this he went out of the door and found his hat then came back again and in an ordinary voice said good-night and as he said it smiled in his usual way he went she could hear him walking down the stairs and as his footsteps died away she returned to her seat and sitting down again repeated quickly and aloud james 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 what a dreadfully silly person you are but there was no harshness in her words she was merely rounding off the maternal moment End of chapter twenty four recording by expatriate in bangor Maine.